I get my nom, nom, nom on with my top chicks and we will eat on, eat on the weekly dish. Helping of Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie March. I'm sitting here with Molly Herman today. Hello. And we are at Brasa, which is, you know, Alex Roberts' very cool Creole Southern restaurant that he opened up a hundred million years ago, it feels like. <laughs> How long ago was it, though? I don't really, really know. I don't know. We're going to ask our server when yeah. she comes over. But, uh, and we're just thinking that there's such a great, you know, there's some great things on the menu that were like, you know, southern sort of inspired and feeling, and yet there are things that are very homey to the Midwest, and yet, so we were thinking about trips, and like, taking trips, and doing food trips, and people doing food crawls, and you know, when you're on a trip, how your food world is impacted. So, you went to Paris Mm -hmm. with the fam for... Uh, the World Cup, and you were expecting, as part of the fact that you were in the city of food and France is a very gastronomic area, you were disappointed. I, the food was kind of mad. Now, having said that... Hold on. Thank you. I got a question for you. When was Brasa founded? Do you have Twelve years? Twelve years? Okay. Okay. Alright. Excellent. Perfect. Thank you very much. Anything else right away? I think we're good. Good. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. And now we we stuff our face quickly. Right. (laughs) Right. Because we just got tucked into some... Some mojo and some pork and some grits and all the good stuff. Some smothered chicken. Yeah. All right, so you're saying that you were disappointed. I basically. was, but when you think about traveling with the family, yeah, it isn't about food with my family, which when I travel by myself or with some of my you know girlfriends, it is very much about food. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you're in a large metropolitan city like that, you're trying to see all the things, because, you know, AJ's 13, he's never seen any of that, and you you really can't plan where you're going to eat, necessarily, like, you're sort of just, like, where it's do you harder. end up, it's harder, and so, it was not this big, um, culinary focus trip, but still, I was expecting, you know, when I sat down at a brasserie or a cafe, or, you know, I was still expecting the food to be really good. And it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. What was your disappointment? Um, like the quality of it or the sameness? Like every place had basically the same menu. There was really? not a lot of variation. Um, unless you went to an ethnic restaurant. Like we had some of the best Indian I've ever had an hour outside of Paris. Yeah. Was, that was delicious. Um, being gluten-free, I was prepared to like taste some baguettes and, and things and um, see how I felt, yeah. but 
AJ, my son, he would taste something. And he's like, eh, it's not even. It's not, not worth trying it. Yeah, weird. So we did this gastronomy tour in the Saint Germain area. So we had a, a tour guide that led us around to all these different places and like explained a lot of the history. And what's really interesting is that in Paris, especially. Um, Keith, my husband, gets on to us all the time. It's like, you always need to go to the next new place. You know, like, what? you don't go back to some of the old places. You right. know, in our culture, it's what's the next new thing as far as restaurants are concerned. And in Paris, it's like the opposite. You know, they they don't trust you if you haven't been around for a right. while. So it's like the older, more established restaurants that yeah. are the new thing. So, or the best thing to eat at. So the, you know, in Texas, like these are the best quiches, and you know, and so, and I tasted one, and I'm like, uh, not really. No, <laughs> it needs salt. It need. I mean, I didn't say that out loud, but in my head, there was there were some highlights, obviously, on that trip. Um, I but, think, but overall, the food was underwhelming, and it just yeah. made me appreciate what we have here in the Twin Cities that much more. Yeah, I also think there's something to say about tourist situations. Mm-hmm. And for the fact there's a couple things. One, they have to feed a lot of people during a lot of times and make it fast and, you know, that whole thing. And so they tend to, it's not the same as, you know, it's just, it's going to be touristy, so they're going to do the mass appeal. And then they know that you're never coming back, Mm -hmm. so they don't care. I remember being in Paris in a cafe, and I was like, there was so much cartilage in the chicken, and I was like, I mean, this is just a lot. It's like mostly cartilage. And I kind of complained a little bit. I said, is there any way I could get a little bit more of the, you know, the other chicken? And uh, she said, she, the guy, or the guy was just like, he was like, Ugh. he grunted at us and he never came back. <laughs> and they were like, I mean, I'm never coming back. They're never going to see me again. They don't care. Yeah. And there'll be another horde of tourists. But... So I do think there's something to say for that. And if you're on a tour, they're going to do a package deal with other people. And they're going to tell you these are the best, you know, whatever quiches. And whether they are or aren't is hard. But I do agree that you have to sort of put the effort in. And when you have kids and you're doing other things, it's always, it's a lot harder. Mm -hmm. It's a lot harder to do that. And um, I like the discovery aspect of things and popping into places and trying to find a little thing. But... The expectation of Paris is obviously going to be higher. Right. Um, But the truth is, you know, big cities like Paris and New York, Mm -hmm. they're going to have shitty restaurants. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them. Because there's a lot of restaurants. More more shitty restaurants. Because they have more restaurants per Mm -hmm. capita anyway. Mm -hmm. So, something that was really interesting, when we went to the World Cup soccer game. Yeah. Um, so we were out an hour outside of Paris. Yep. And we go to the stadium. Uh, before, it, it, we were only like, it wasn't even halftime yet. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go down and buy some merch before it's halftime, before it gets yeah. really crazy. It was not even halftime, and they were sold out. You have to remember, there were like 10,000 Americans that descended upon this town, right? As well as supporters of the other team. Right, right. So at the stadium, they had some, um, like, what we would consider regular stadium fare, like hot dogs and french fries and that kind of stuff. And then they also had um, more French, like, baguette sandwiches and things like that. Yeah. So before halftime, they had sold out of hot dogs, run out of ketchup, and sold out of french fries. 
Unbelievable. <laughs> and so we were trying to figure out, like, okay, did they, were they just not prepared for the onslaught? But this was one of five games that they were having at that stadium. But that was the first American game. The first American game, but it was the second World Cup game that right. they were having. But I don't know. Hosting. Are you telling me that you or, think... Or do the Americans just overconsume that much at a stadium? Like, you know, do the rest right. of the world not necessarily eat at the stadium? Well, I think the thing you also have to remember is that soccer is a different thing. People don't, like in baseball, you get up, you go to your thing, you eat a little bit. People in soccer, soccer players, fans, they do not do that. So I think that they eat before. And so... To be clear, I wasn't even trying to buy this stuff. I just heard people complaining about it online. But I think that they... I think two things with that. One, that was the very first American game in the cup. So I think that there was maybe probably some under planning. <laughs> but... It, it was comical. But I also think that they probably were going to sell out before anyway. Because... People aren't, like, going to have any food. There's no, like, that middle part. They're only going to get beers during the halftime. Also, no, no beer. alcohol. Oh. There was no alcohol. Right. I forgot about that. Which was a Booleanism. I so, think it was all women's World Cup games. Yeah. The sponsors didn't want alcohol because it was billed as a more family-friendly event. Mm-hmm. There's, there's none allowed. Yeah. No, I know. We mean all soccer in Europe is there. You can, oh, no. you can have beer. We went to a game in England, and you can buy beer. You just can't take it in the stadium. Like you can buy beer at the concession stand. You just oh, have to you're drink saying it they couldn't even drink it at all. You, they didn't even uh, have it at the concession stand. Oh wow. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So, if you were going to go back to Paris or France. Is there somewhere else you would go instead? Yeah, I would love to explore some of the other areas out. I don't care. Anything about going back to Paris. You're done. Yeah. It's it's not my city. You know how you feel affinities for some cities? It's not my city. Right. Well, glad I got the opportunity to go. Glad we got the opportunity to show AJ. Yeah. But I'm not. There's a lot of other places I want to go before I go back there. Interesting. Um... If there's a city that you want to road trip or you want to go to for food travel anywhere, where would it be now? Domestic or international? Wherever. I really want to go back to Italy. It's been a long time since I've been there, and I haven't. Exp- we were only in like Rome when we were there. Um, I'd also like to go back to Barcelona. Yeah. But. Uh, Domestically, I want to come back out to San Francisco in that yeah. sort of northern California area. It's been a little while since I've been there. You've been there with, You did a, a trip with Jake a couple years ago to San Francisco, didn't you? Just San Francisco, yeah. I mean, yeah, he was, uh, that was like six years ago. No, 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 three years ago. Yeah. I was trying to remember. It's hard. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I think that's the same thing. It's like working, like planning to go with kids and even teenagers. You know, when we were in Seattle two years ago with him, you know, we did the market and we did stuff. And we did a marquee, you know, we we went to a sushi dinner in Omakase. Mm-hmm. And that was spectacular. But so-so, you know, we spent 300 bucks on that meal. Right. And that's like not something that I'm going to do a, a bunch of times during... 
travel. Yeah. So we had, uh, we went to Chicago last year. Again, same family dynamic of it can't be all about food. So we had talked about doing a girls trip yeah. where we can focus on food and try like all the things. I know. Well, when I was in Chicago for the beers this last May, mm-hmm. that was kind of that moment that was interesting to me to think about how crazy good the food scene is down there. And that we don't, we're like so close. I mean, we are like a $40 plane ride away. Mm-hmm. And we don't ever go. It's kind of weird. Yeah, at $40, you pay that in an Uber. I know. It's weird. Like, so I think that they have daily, you know, they have commuter flights. Mm-hmm. So while you were down there, what was the best thing you ate? I don't think I ate much. You know what I mean? Like, we did a lot of, uh, they were great bites, but it was like, it was again, it was like one of those things where you're at a sampling thing and there's a bunch of bites. Right. In a weird way, you don't really get a full picture. You don't get to sit and have a whole thing. But I would go again and do that in a heartbeat. But um, I don't know. Right now, I feel like I like the road tripping around, right now and for summer. The idea of road tripping for small town, like Brom Pie Pie Day is coming up on Friday, August 2nd. And that is such a cool thing to go up to a small town pie festival and just like eat all the crazy pies. But it's really almost like seeing it and like being a part of it, just sort of immersing yourself in that. Same thing like next weekend at Kolachi Days. I've talked about that at Montgomery. Just like, you know... Like when we have Polish Fest or we have, you know, you know, like the uh, Dragon Boat Fest up here. It's like, and even like the Mekong Night Market. To me, obviously, that was all about food. Um, but just to be sort of immersed in the culture of it with the people, that's what I love. Atmosphere. Yeah. It's less about whether or not that was like the best egg roll I've ever had than it is about being in it with all the people. And like Jake and I sitting out, actually we had some, we had some, uh, was it gyoza? Some little dumplings that we were like, what the heck? They were the best, like super fried, crispy on the outside and super soft on the inside and someone is not happy. (laughs) Somebody's hungry. She's being taken outside. Um, but there's, uh, but there's something about that, about traveling and sort of, you know, hitting the food and doing all that stuff and. I don't know. I was discovering the, I, you know, the home stuff too. Mm-hmm. I was so hungry I didn't even take a picture of my food. By the way, <laughs> I didn't take one of mine. That's that's amazing. Both of us sitting here and not wanting to take a picture. No of one. Uh huh. But I don't know. I think there's when you don't have the money to travel because a lot of people don't. Right. But I think that when you decide to then become a tourist in your own town, mm-hmm. I think there's something that it's kind of fun about that. Well, and like you said, there's so many um, chefs that have sort of maybe been here and done something maybe a little more formal, but have moved sort of outside of the Twin Cities, but within driving distance, food's going to be stellar. Mm -hmm. They're just in a smaller venue. So I keep telling um, AJ, we're going to road trip up to Cambridge and get him the perfect burger at uh, at Willard's. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's an easy, doable, you know, go up there for lunch. Mm -hmm. Or Duluth. I mean, you can get to Duluth in a day. Mm-hmm. You could actually get up to Duluth, hang out, eat some food, and then come home. That's a whole other area, whole other metro area that is explorable. 
But I like the idea of that. I like the idea of like, we're going down to Iowa. We're heading, you know, heading to Madison. You know, there's a, there's so, a Rochester. And like just doing a food tour there. I haven't really done anything in Rochester. I have like 12 breweries now. Holy moly. I'm not kidding you. That town is is blowing up. They have a great burger bar that I really wanted to go to, or I, I assume it's great from friends who said, but um, they were at a place, uh, it's called Hot Chips Burger Bar, Okay. and it took over the Z, the Zest place that used to be yep. over, and they said that, I have a couple of friends who said that it is outstanding, so that's on my list to get down and see, but... Goals. Goals. I know. But it is hard, because, like, today actually is a rainy day. This would be a great day for a drive. Not earlier it wasn't a great no. day for a drive. No. When the storms are raging, that's not it. But other than that, oh my god, I just ate everything on my plate. That must have, must have been good. Yeah. I'm still, this was a mound of peas and rice. I'm still working on it. All right, kids. Well, that's about, I mean, I think that we have goals for summer. And I feel like here's the deal. Summer is half over. Please stop talking about that. I have to you say it. You gave me the countdown for the state fair the other day, and it shocked me. It's 30 days, kids. Like, we are a month away. It starts It starts in one month from tomorrow. Insane. So, I'm hoping that everyone... But I, I do that so that you take every moment of every day and really wring all the summer you can from it. Because pretty soon we're back in school and we're doing all the things. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Malls, for being here. Thanks. Good luck on your trips, peeps. Ciao, ciao. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator Skin. Man, I love Operator Skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.